0: Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7 episode number 1525. I'm actually out of the studio and traveling around and so Hey, I'm going to catch you up in segments here and there. We're going to talk about Last Shot, and we're actually going to hold off on talking about the Han Solo portion of it because there's an interlude that's buried in the back of the book, of all places. And if you'll recall from previous episodes, we are doing this not in the book's order, but in actual chronological order. We're taking the narrative and reassembling it into chronological order. And so we have to talk about this one particular interlude that happens in between lando's portion of the story his solo portion of the story if you will and han solo's solo portion of the story which is not a solo portion because a familiar character from the comics actually makes a new appearance and we'll talk about that tomorrow for sure for real for sure but for today here are your seven top takeaways and again if you need it it's a spoiler warning for you because we are going to talk about last shot and how it pertains to Solo A Star Wars Story as we prepare for our dive into that whole situation. But anyway, here we go. So we've talked about Gore, who's the main baddie of this thing. So what we know, first of all, your first top takeaway leading into this interlude is that three years after he is captured by Wandering Star, he is jetting around the Maiselon uh, Ice Remnant belt and working on his big uh, phalanx redux transmitter that's supposed to take control of robots all over the place, droids if you will, all over the galaxy, okay? There's no sign of Wandering Star anywhere there or anything like that, which is rather interesting in its own way, so maybe Wandering Star set him up in the middle of nowhere? Don't know, but he was still getting to jet around, but apparently wasn't necessarily out from under the thumb of Wandering Star, because here's your second top takeaway just a couple of years later, specifically four years later, which would make it, uh, let's do the math. Um, That would make it 11 years before the events of the now time, and so, oh gosh. Um, That would make it around between two and three BBY, interestingly enough, and we're gonna get into that as our last top takeaway. I think that's right. Um, Yeah, because it was supposed to be 13 BBY when this whole thing started, and we're down to 11. And so, or 4 BBY, I guess. Yeah, because in 4 BBY, then they have tested this phalanx redux transmitter and been successful with it in a limited test to the point where three years. Um, wow, I'm just really getting my. <laughs> mixed up. 3 BBY is what I mean to say. So it would be 10 years from the start of the latest point of the novel which we've determined to be somewhere between 12 and 13 BBY. I call it 13 BBY. So call it 3 BBY then that there's an auction happening on Cantonica in an amphitheater on Canto Bight and they are trying to sell this technology, Wandering Star is. They're auctioning it, auctioning it off to the highest bidder. And one thing we know, um, this is a fourth top takeaway, would be that the droid Gotra is involved and this is a new criminal gang made up of droids that we are hearing more and more about and they were featured in the Most Wanted novel, which was the young adult novel depicting Han and Kira in the days and weeks prior to the events of Solo A Star Wars Story. And they seem to be back again, so apparently we're going to be hearing more about this Droid Gotra gang in future installments of the Star Wars Expanded Universe, or at least the new Expanded Universe, if you will. It'll be interesting to see if they start making the jump to television or to movies. Anyway, your fifth top takeaway is the fact that this is the time at which Feisengor decides to start implementing some of his apocalyptic vision, or at least this is the idea that we are meant to believe, because he disrupts this auction by having his droids turn on Wandering Star and kill not only Klee Pastyra, the guy who found him and captured him, but also the Grand Vigoth who is the head of Wandering Star, and who Klee Pastera wanted to kill anyway, but it turns out, no, Gore had other plans, and so your sixth top takeaway is that you're meant to leave this situation thinking that, okay, Gore has now gotten out from under the thumb of Wandering Star, and he is taking his Phalanx Redux Transmitter, wherever he can to escape and that now that all of these different crime syndicates know of its existence and we're bidding on it, well shucks, all of them who were in the middle of the auction want their piece of it or all of it and want to get it for themselves and get it before any other syndicates do and so now there's going to be a wild madcap effort to try to find him and the transmitter as fast as possible. Now there's one problem with all of this and I'm going to explain that problem right after the break and a few words from our friends at Nissan. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Rouser. Have you ever wanted to take a land speeder for a spin, or maybe even the Millennium Falcon itself? Well, here's the next best thing, you can make your own custom Solo A Star Wars Story inspired Nissan with the Best in Galaxy customizer. Just go to SW7x7.com custom to customize and share your own Star Wars inspired vehicle. And don't forget, Solo A Star Wars Story is coming home on digital September 14th, Blu-ray September 25th, and new on 4K Ultra HD as well. Welcome back. So here's the thing, we are told that the now section of this novel happens just over two years after the events of the Aftermath trilogy. So we are told that it takes place in between seven and eight ABY after the Battle of Yavin. And then the adventures with Han and with Lando and with the origins of Gore take place 10 years and 15 years and 18 to 20 years prior to the quote-unquote now timeline. Well, 10 years would put it at between, say, uh, 2 and 3 BBY, And 15 years, which is when the Lando period is happening, would put it between 7 and 8 BBY. And the problem with that is, is that the events of Solo A Star Wars Story have already taken place by that point. So we have a continuity error in that... It's not possible for Lando to be owning the Millennium Falcon at that point, unless for some strange reason, Han lost it back to Lando again, and Han had to re-win it from Lando. Or we're dealing with a situation where we have unreliable narrators talking about the time frames of these things. That's another possibility. And in fact, Pablo Hidalgo has suggested the possibility that you have stories being told from different points of view, in the Star Wars expanded universe and that there may be cases where some people's stories vary when you compare them to other people's stories and so there might not necessarily be one quote-unquote truth about the Star Wars universe that you can assume when you read the canon novels and therefore maybe we are not getting the actual truth about when these events take place. Maybe we're dealing with an unreliable omniscient narrator because in this case there isn't any first person i said this i said that so that's a really intriguing possibility to consider i think i don't know i hope they managed to untie this knot because you know one of the whole things about rebooting the canon one of the benefits of it is that you can get away from some of the continuity issues that had popped up in the old expanded universe and i mean really after Uh, 90, 10, eh, almost 15 years worth of Expanded Universe material, of course stuff like that was going to happen. So, you know, rebooting cleans it up, but I guess, you know, maybe we are just inescapably bound to run into situations like this again. Anyway, I'd love to hear what you think about that kind of situation and about continuity issues that may be popping up in the canon. Let me know wherever you happen to be catching this episode, and that is going to do it for now. So, if you are not yet subscribing, then please do so wherever you happen to be catching this episode. And if you are not yet supporting the podcast on Patreon, then by all means, if you are enjoying it, then please do consider supporting me and the show. It's just me; I'm a one man show, and that is at patreon.com/sw7x7. For now, though, it just remains for me to say, thank you so much for joining me for this episode, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.